Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Truth About Trucking, live, hosted by Alan Smith, a 30-year OTR veteran, business entrepreneur, and motor carrier transportation consultant, specializing in assisting students and new drivers, and pushing forward to raise the standards of the trucking industry. And now, live from beautiful Citrus County, Florida, here's your host, Alan Smith. Uh, Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Truth About Trucking Live. Alan Smith here, and I do appreciate you tuning in for our questions and answers show. It is only myself here, and if you can bear to spend an hour along with me, I am going to open up our email vault and read you some of the hundreds of email questions I receive on a weekly basis and sharing my answers to those questions with you. And if you have a question, you just might hear it answered this evening, but of course, this is talk radio. So you're always invited to call in and be a part of the show. After all, that is why I launched the Truth About Trucking Live talk radio show right here on Blog Talk Radio. And the number to call to be on the show is 347-826-9170. And as you might be able to see, I actually remembered to open up the chat window this time. So you're more than welcome to shoot me an instant message, and I can work your comment or question into the show that way as well. And You just have to be patient with me sometimes because often I find it difficult to do more than one thing at a time. So, But if I begin to freak out, I'll be sure to kill my mic so you won't hear me doing so. So, Okay, so I will be um, doing the show this evening with no pre-created script of any kind or just jumping in here freestyle and grabbing a question and answering it to the best of my ability and If by chance I grab a question that I absolutely have no idea what the answer should be, I'll just make one up. But no, actually, I'll I'll just say, hey, I don't know. But hopefully that won't happen. So uh, we've already got some callers on the line, so let's just jump in and get them going so they don't have to hang on there for so long. Uh, The way it works is I can't see your name or where you're calling from, only your phone number. So... When I mention your area code, uh, that is your key to talk. So we'll get on right here on the line, and then we have a caller from area code 818. You are on the air live. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Alan. I just uh, I want to thank you, number one, for, uh, for all, the, all the good information that you, uh, you've been giving out to, to uh, young drivers like me that are interested in getting into the profession. I have a question. <clears throat> With your, in your Truth About Trucking, you were very in-depth about uh, avoiding the company company uh, uh, programs and going into a private. And so I, I listened to you, and I tried a private company in the Los Angeles area where I'm from. I paid $1,400, and I found that the equipment was inept, the training was terrible, and I ended up dropping out. This time I'm looking into <clears throat> a couple reputable places, and I really don't know how to turn. Uh, I'm looking at CRST in Fontana. I'm looking also at, with Schneider National. And the two differences, Alan, is <clears throat> Schneider wants $4,500, and CRST wants $2,000 for almost the same training, although I noticed that uh, CRST training is not as in-depth or isn't as many days, but I think the hours equals to about 120 hours. I'm concerned, though, mm-hmm. I do want to try to go work for Schneider after I graduate. Would I, well, I have a problem going to another school like CRST, paying cash so I don't have them uh, taking money out of my check and I'm not stuck working for them you know, <clears throat> for X amount of time and before I could get my CDL. 
uh, I'm, I'm concerned that, you know, I want to go work for Schneider. I don't know if Schneider would, would even consider new graduates from another school. How does that work? Uh, well, they could. It just all depends on uh, what kind of contract you end up having to sign, you know, with the other company. A lot of times they want they want to lock you in, you know, for at least a year to drive for them. Have you looked into that? Yeah, in CRST, because if I was going to pay them their twenty five hundred upfront, there was there would they told me there was no commitment. I I could actually leave after I get my CDL. If I if I uh, had okay. them finance my education, yes, then I would be stuck there for at least a year. He said. Okay, but for the twenty five hundred, you're just going to pay it up front and get it off of there, get just get it exactly. out of the way. Exactly. So, yes, well, no, that would just that would just be basically just like going to a public or private school. So you're using CRST, um, you know, to get your training and to get your CDL for whatever reasons. And as long as there's no contract you sign and that you're not locked into anything, basically you're you'll just walk away with your CDL and you can pretty much go anywhere. All right, that was my concern, uh, Alan. Is Will I be able to try other reputable trucking companies like CR England and Schneider with with my uh, with my you know the education I received from CRST? Yeah, I'm sure you would. I mean, uh, the, all the company really wants is you have to have a CDL, which which you'll have, and if you uh, go over to Schneider, uh, you'll basically still you'll you'll just be a recent grad, whether it's from CRST or from any school, and Schneider you know accepts recent graduates and students. And uh, so, I mean, personally, no, I don't, I don't think there'd be any problem at all. I thank you very much, and I, uh, I look forward to hearing uh, other, other shows in the future, Alan. Thank you so much. Okay. okay. Well, well, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Good luck to you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Now, uh, okay, let's go to line two here. Let me get rid of that one there. Uh, he jumped up to line one. And... Um, Come on. There you go. Okay, area, uh, caller from area code 303. You're on the air. Go ahead. Okay, caller from area code 303. Are you there? Yeah, I know he's there. I'm looking at him. Uh, caller, your phone number starts with area code 303 and then a 274. Yes, that's and you me. Are, yeah, that, that's you. You're live on the air. Go ahead. Oh, wow. I, uh, thank you. I'm privileged to, uh, to talk to you. Um, my concern is uh, what are some of the best uh, trucking companies uh, here in Colorado to start working for? Oh, in, in Colorado? Um, yes. Well, I would just have to do kind of a search state. I mean, usually ma- the, the major ones are usually listed all over the place. Um, so if you go with any of the major ones, you know, pretty much you're going to be, you're going to be all right. As far as one that's, uh, specifically located in, in Colorado, uh, you know, I would just have to do kind of a search and see where their main offices are. But, um, that's one good thing about OTR driving or, or even regional in, in some cases, it really doesn't matter where you live because, you know, they run all over anyway. So did you have any in, in mind? Um, I was thinking, uh, like, uh, Swift or, England, uh, J.B. Hunt, uh, Wagner. I'm just a new student, and I got a CDLB license, and I want to get uh, my CDLA. And I was just wondering who would uh, I be, uh, who would be a good reputable company to go with without getting all the the little scams that they've got going. Yeah. Well, there's a. Uh, well, 
the the thing with OTR driving is you're gonna you're gonna hear good things about every company. You're gonna hear bad things about every company because that just comes with the nature of the business. I mean, no company on earth can make everybody 100% happy. You know, that's just human nature. So when you when you read all the a lot of negative things, you kind of have to uh, weigh the pros and cons to that. Now the the major company, these really big, large ones that have been around for years and years, uh, I have to give them credit in some sort of the way because, you know, they're still in business, so they have to be doing something right. And, and just because there's so many things you hear, uh, there's always two sides to a story. You know, um, you hear a lot of things that the drivers will say about these companies, but you don't really know the full story either. But if you pick one of the major companies like that, uh, like Werner or Snyder or Swift or any of the major ones, um, uh, it, it's kind of a – with OTR driving, it's just kind of flipping the coin. You never really know what you're going to get. And for anybody to come along and say, this company is the best or that company is the best, I don't think anybody could do that. So uh, my best advice is just to um, pick, you know, one of the major companies, like one of the ones you listen that you uh, listed, and yeah. you're going to yeah. use their – now, did you say you had your CDL? I have my CDLB, and I'm going for my CDLA. Okay. So you're going to be using their school? Uh, I was. Uh, there's two schools. There's uh, Sage, and there's uh, United uh, Trucking. And um, I've heard nothing but good things about Sage. Yeah, Sage is an excellent school, and uh, not every location is accredited or PDI certified, but. Uh, they have a, they're all over the nation. They have a very good reputation, so they, they they would be a very good school if that's what you're going to go to to upgrade to your CDL. And uh, as far as the company, um, you know, I don't like to specifically, you know, name names just for particular reasons. But uh, you know, I don't have any problem saying you know overall, uh, you know, Snyder has a very good reputation. Uh, Wagner, I don't know much about them. I've never dealt with them, but I've never heard anything, you know, bad about them. I mean, they seem to be a very good company. Um, but Snyder has a very good reputation for, uh, you know, helping recent grads and students and everything and getting them started. So, you know, as long as you stick with one of those major companies, uh, you know, I think you'll be fine. Okay. Well, thank you, Ellen. All right. Thanks for calling. So um okay so maybe we'll um we'll get a great deal of questions answered this evening and let me see if I can get that off of there uh computer's working kind of slow here and um so we'll deal deal with some questions and answers this evening and have a little fun along the way and and um let me pull up this uh chat here just in case uh, oh, yeah, we've got quite a few people here, so I'll see if I can do more than uh, one thing at a time here. So, and um, speaking of fun, have you have any of you heard this really funny 911 emergency call? I mean, the, the emergency wasn't funny, but the call was hilarious. I mean, I thought uh, this guy's wife gets hurt by a wild animal, and he calls 911 for help, and the 911 guy asked the man to spell the name of the street he's on. And apparently he wasn't sure quite how to spell it. So, well, anyway, here's a 911 call. It has nothing to do with the show tonight, but I found it funny. I'm just going to let you listen to it. So let's just let's listen to it here real quick. 911, what's your emergency? 
Yeah, um, my wife got attacked by a warthog real bad, and I need someone to come up with an ambulance and pick her up. Okay, sir. Uh, can you give me your address? Uh, yeah, we're at 1825 Eucalyptus Drive. Okay, could you spell that for me, sir? Uh, I, I'm going to drag her on over to Oak Street, and you can pick her up there. Okay, so that that is just... Uh... That is just too funny. Could, couldn't spell the name of the street, so he'll just drag her over to Oak Street. So, oh, I don't know. It's a funny world out there sometimes. So, okay, questions and answers concerning the the world of trucking. I'll just grab some here and try to keep my eye on the chat here to see if anything's going on there. So, uh, one question. Okay, I I would like to know: Do I have to go back to trucking school in order to get a truck driving job? I graduated on June 2004, but I hurt my hand before I could get a job. My hand is better now. They tell me I have to go back to school before I can get hired. Is that true? Well, uh, yes and no. What they're referring to is the insurance carrier's rule that requires a driver to have at least six months to a year of actual driving experience before they can be insured. And you already have your CDL. You just never got the driving experience. Uh, the driving experience you received during school has now since expired. So uh, they're ultimately they're saying to go back to school in order to receive that required driving experience, experience apparently because this particular company doesn't uh, offer on-the-job training. So you could just go to another company that accepts students and who will place you with a trainer. That that would probably be the simplest thing to do. Uh, so, uh, next question. Uh, I am convinced that a local driving job is the way to go. How do I get driver training from a company for a local job? Well, that's the uh, that goes back to um, the driving experience that's required by the insurance company. So, um, really, you would just have to ask. Uh, it's a situation due to the regulations and rules that came about after uh, 911, because, uh, like I said a minute ago, insurance carriers require six months to a year of, verif of verifiable driving experience within the last three years, and usually the way to receive it is going OTR. And there's always a chance that a local company is in need for a driver that they. Uh, They'll be willing to place you with one of their experienced drivers and provide a training period. Uh, you know, that could be a long shot just because of the regulation. So all you can do is ask the employer if they would be willing to do something like that. Uh, you never know, but you can always ask. And uh, if you find you're running into a brick wall, uh, then you're probably pretty much stuck with just trying to put in your time uh, over the road. And and kind of go from there. Uh, and another one, Alan. My question is: Will an OTR trucking company refuse to accept an applicant for a free A school program, and or refuse to hire a graduate of that school because of a less than desirable credit file? Um, well, whether you earn your CDL from a regular school or one of these um, so-called A schools, 
doesn't really matter, I don't think, in my opinion. It, it's still a CDL, and the trucking company only needs you to have a CDL. I don't think they really uh, care where or how you got it. I mean, they'll they'll definitely look to see if it was an accredited school, if it was a you know a, a, a good school that you went to, but whether it's a regular school or a school, I, I don't think that would matter because your ultimate goal is what you have achieved, which is your CDL. And um, as far as a credit file, I've, I've never known a trucking company to run a credit check on a driver, so that that shouldn't be a problem either. Um, okay, uh, Alan, I live about 25 miles from uh, the such-and-such such training facility here in Texas. Uh, I noticed that they include meals and lodging in their training cost. If you live local, as I do, is it customary for CDL schools to waive lodging fees for locals? Uh, well, probably not. They've, uh, these companies, they've, they've figured out what their cost to train students are down to the penny, and um, they're, they're in business to train, not to finance. So if they were to start waiving expenses for whatever the reasons, uh, they would find themselves in the banking business instead of the trucking business. So uh, it would make sense to me for them to waive the lodging fees, you know, if you're right there locally, but um, I wouldn't count on it. And let's see. Let me look through these papers here. Um, okay, another one. Will the companies tell me their rate of turnover, and will they say if they will hire me after training, and will I get the miles they say? Well, uh, most companies will tell you their turnover rate. Um, they should also tell you if they will hire you after training. And uh, expect an average of 2,500 miles per week. I mean, that's just the norm. That's the number that's always thrown around. Uh, if they inflate this number, you know, I would be leery. So with that said, Remember, a lot of companies will tell you what you want to hear, so even if they tell you something, you and I can never really be certain that it's the truth. Maybe it's just something that, you know, you're wanting to hear. But as far as the turnover rate, I think most companies will tell you. And um, it's really, it really depends. There's so many different policies out there, you know, and it's impossible for me to know each and every policy of every company. I mean, it's their business. It's their company. They set their policies just like uh, Don and I did when we had our business. So um, I, I think on the most part they probably would. The only thing I would watch out for is um, if you were to ask them, you know, is there any way I can get 3,500 miles a week? And they say, sure. You know, I'd be leery of that because uh, the average is 2,500 miles per week, and that's where they do the cutoff 99% of the time. So uh, I'd be leery if they raise that number on you a little bit. Um, okay. Um, yeah, here's a pretty good question. This was, a, in fact, this question just came in uh, yesterday, and uh, got to looking it over a little bit. This, this is a pretty interesting question here, um, uh, something that everybody should should know about if they don't. Uh, the question, I was wondering if you know of any company that would take on an owner-operator with 11 years experience, but with an MBR with more than four violations. None of the violations has placed points against his license, but that does not seem to matter. The last violation was in November of last year and was in the semi. The others occurred in his personal vehicle. 
But the federal government over the last two years has mandated that every little violation, whether given points or not, be, be placed on your MVR. It clearly states on the MVR under the violation, no action taken. But nobody even considers that there are no points, just that there are violations there. Well, you have answered your own question, really, for yourself already. And just like you said, due, due to the new regulations, it doesn't matter if the violation occurred in the commercial vehicle or in the driver's personal vehicle. Being a CDL holder, any and all violations will be shown on the MVR. These are new regulations and rules and laws that came into effect. Normally, company rules state that there should be no violations within the last three years, and the key word here uh, being violations. Uh, does, uh, does not matter if there are uh, no points or not. There, there is to be no violations on the MVR. Companies and their uh, insurance carriers will look at each application on a case-to-case -case basis. So it can be very tough for now getting hired. And uh, um, you're asking about if I know of a company, and I do. I know, you know, maybe one that can help you, but I'm going to send that to you in an email because uh, I don't specifically like to mention uh, certain companies or schools by name. And uh, so I'll, I'll uh, if you're out there listening, uh, I'll, I'll email you the company that I have in mind that might be able to, to help you on that. And uh, anyway, you can check them out and it's worth a shot. I'll get that email to you uh, right after the show. And... Uh, this is really a very important aspect of professional commercial driving that one needs to understand. Uh, even though you are off-duty and away from your job, if you get a ticket in your personal vehicle, it will it, it'll, uh, still reflect on your MVR against your CDL. And uh, many companies which offer uh, safety bonuses will even cancel the bonus if you're ticketed in your personal vehicle, having nothing to do with your job. So uh, safe and professional driving, on the job and off. Um, is it fair? I don't think so. I think your personal life is your personal life, but, uh, but it's the new law, so what can you do? And let's see. Um, here's, a real, here's a guy who sent in a question uh, who's just, I mean, short and straight to the point. I mean... His question is, I would just like to know the best truck driving school so I can get started on my career as a trucker. And uh, I like that point-blank question just like that. Just, just give me the answer. So, Well, again, uh, I never suggest one single company or school as a recommendation. Uh, I could get myself in trouble that way simply because if I tell you, hey, so-and-so company is great, you're not going to have any problems, go over there, or this school is great, go over there. And then you turn out, you go over there, and uh, you have a horrible experience, what's going to happen? You're going to be calling me and sending me nasty emails, and, and so I, I kind of stay away from that. Again, if, if anybody on the planet knew 100% for sure about a certain school or company, um, you know, I, I would sure like to meet them. So what I do is I just try to use experience and what I've researched and studied and read and um, and give best answers that way. Um, and it's, it's human nature. I mean, no company, you're not going to find any, you're not going to find 100% of drivers who are going to be praising a company 
or students praising a certain school because it's just human nature. You're not going to please everybody. It's just absolutely impossible to do so. Um, and there's there's thousands of schools across the country, and um, so to say 100% that this is the best school in the nation that that's just uh, impossible to say. But I can, however, tell you um, key points to look for when choosing a school. And number one, they should be state certified. And number two, they should be accredited. And number three, it would be great if they were PTDI certified or any combination of the three. At the, uh, at the minimum, you would at least want them to be accredited. And uh, that's the best advice I could give you there. So uh, another question. Everyone and their mother are going for their CDL because I could not even get a manual booklet at the DMV. Uh, they said that there are no CDL booklets in the state. I know this recession are causing people to scramble for new job opportunities, but where can I get the state manual? Okay, that's really easy. Every state has their own website. So just search for your state's DMV site and look for the link to download the CDL manual. Uh, you might have to just search the page. Sometimes there's a lot of information on those uh, DMV sites. But you'll eventually see it, and uh, it'll probably be in PDF format. So you'll need Adobe Reader in order to open it. But just go to uh, your state's DMV site, and you ought to find it there, no problem, and download it right to your computer. Uh, and another question. Alan, nobody seems to be able to answer me. Uh-oh. This one might get me in trouble. Okay. A, a well-known company is advertising that they are taking new students into their tanker division. Compared to dry van, waiting time, labor, etc., is it a better choice or not? You know, uh, I get a lot of questions like this. Uh, even the, the previous caller asked me about a specific uh, company and people asking me, um, should I get my Class A, should I get my Class B, should I go tanker, should I do van? And that's really hard to say. You're kind of getting into psychological aspects of people when you do that because it all has to – it boils down to individual characteristics and uh, – and just personal choices and just having no way of, you know, when you, it's, it's kind of hard to uh, to answer questions like this. And so all I can do, what I try to do is just answer questions like this from a personal view and then uh, let them use that information and uh, compare it to themselves and kind of go from there. So from a personal view, I like pulling tankers. Uh, I pull tankers. Uh, I've hauled gas. I've hauled uh, Salt water. Uh, I've hauled condensate in the in the um, oil field back in Oklahoma. Uh, I've pulled. Uh, what else have I pulled? I've hauled drilling mud. Uh, I've, I've I've pulled a lot of stuff, a lot of tanker things, and I, I like tankers. I like the liquid part of the tankers, not the dry bulk tankers. I I never really cared for that, but uh, pulling the tankers with the liquid is easy. I mean. Uh, I mean, many times the uh, the also the the tanker driving usually pays a little extra, and the work is generally much easier because it's liquid and it loads itself and unloads itself. And and uh, in trucking, though, there there'll always be waiting time, labor, and and stress involved. But in my opinion, tanker is a much easier and often more 
financially rewarding uh, position in trucking, and and um, I, I like pulling tankers. I mean, I think it's probably my favorite thing to do. Uh, uh, however, the the starting pay is really the key for you, um, the person that asked this question, and for anybody who's wondering about that, they. Um, they're ex- they're accepting students most likely because student starting pay is less than it is for experienced drivers. So uh, they're running a business and they're simply working to be profitable as any business would do. So uh, I don't have any problem pulling tankers. I like pulling tankers. Actually, I think pulling tankers are kind of fun, a lot funner than dry van, and and uh, it's easier. And I just enjoy it. And uh, but don't settle for a low starter pay, such such as uh, 23 cents per mile or something like that. Uh, it wouldn't be worth it if you could be making 34 cents per mile pulling vans. So uh, just check into it, and uh, if if they're just starting their tanker division, it might be a good ground floor to get into. You, you know, you, you also I also look at ground floor opportunities, and if you're one of the first to get into a ground floor opportunity like that. Uh, uh, you're more liable to um, be taken care of, so to speak, by the company. So just don't let them take advantage of you. But as far as pulling tankers, personally, from my view, I don't have any problem with it, and uh, I like I like pulling tankers. So um, okay, another next question. Uh, I got my CDL, and my trainer in school told me not to put my past DUIs down. Uh oh, because they only go back for five years, so I did not put them down. Uh, I was out on the road for a week, and then they fired me for not listing the DUIs. Uh, the DUI was back in 1996, and the trainer told me that I would be okay. I am $3,900 in the red. Do I have a chance of getting help in trucking? Um, Okay. Well, before that, I'm going to go ahead and knock off this uh, hat because it looks like some little joker in here is playing some games. So my display name, yeah, some guy out there probably jealous for some reason or not. So we're going to kill that chat. Um, So, okay, so um, he told you not to put the DUI down, and uh, you didn't, and then they fired you. So... Well, here's the problem. Most companies only go back three years when checking for DUIs, and applications normally ask something along the lines: Have you ever been Have you ever been convicted of DUI? Not within the last three years, but ever. Have you ever been? And the reason it takes a week or so for the company to discover it is because they only will usually go back about three years on an MVR check. But as a student and a new commercial driver, the insurance company will probe a little deeper. And ultimately, you didn't really get fired for having a DUI 12 years ago. You got fired for falsifying a commercial employment application. And, of course, now you know that it's always best to go with the truth and answer honestly. So can you get another CDL job? Well, it depends. Um, if the company reports a falsifying to DAC, your DAC report, 
your chances uh, go down. They become they become pretty slim. And uh, there's always a chance of a company giving you a break. I mean, don't take me wrong. Uh, I've I've had breaks in my life, so uh, but it could be tough. So explain to the other companies that you apply to exactly what you told me, and maybe they'll be willing to give you that break. And always list what the application is asking for. Falsifying can have a devastating effect on your job search, like a lot of drivers write me and, and discover themselves. So you don't ever want to falsify. You just want to be honest and put it down there. E even though the DUI was 12 years ago, and the norm is that they go back only three years, the key word there is have you ever been con convicted or had a DUI. So you want to go ahead and write down 12 years ago, 20 years ago, just write it down because especially as a student or a new driver coming into the business, that company's going to go back three years, everything looks great, but that insurance carrier is going to dig, they're going to dig a little bit more deeper, especially, again, I keep harping on what happened, what 9-11 caused, a lot of regulations and not a lot of new rules and laws. And so just don't falsify that application. That's really a very serious offense, and it comes back on you just like that. But just keep plugging away. Explain to the companies what you did and what happened, and um, somebody out there maybe will give you a break. Um, okay, another question. I would appreciate your opinion on a plan that I have. I have checked out a local four-week school, and it has no bad reports that I can find. CDL cost is $2,500, and they will place me with a trucking company for three to six months. Does this sound good to you? Well, it sounds great to me. The, uh, the ultimate goal is to receive your CDL, and uh, the, uh, the average cost of a CDL school is somewhere... Uh, between 3,500 and 4,500, uh, depending on you know various geologic geographical locations. You get up into the Northeast. I've seen some pretty steep costs, but that's that's about the norm. So at $2,500, you know, sounds like a sweet deal to me. And your ultimate goal is to get your CDL. So uh, and if the company they place you with does not work out, you know, after six months or so, you should have no problem getting hired at a better company after fulfilling that uh, required verifiable uh, driving uh, experience. So anyway, that sounds like a good deal to me. So, uh, okay, well, let's go to the lines here again real quick. Don't keep them. Uh, oh, oh, he dropped off. Okay, so uh, let's go to another question. Now we're getting into uh, uh, asking Dr. Allen here. So, dear Allen, I was born with a weak eye. It doesn't affect me any. Uh, I drove a Class B with hazmat and tanker. Let me turn that off there. I drove a Class B with hazmat and tanker endorsements for about four years. I drove a box truck Class B for another year. I would have to cheat on my DOT physical by peeking with my good eye to pass the eye exam. I recently had to let my Class B license go because I could not get around the DMV eye exam this year. I don't understand why I have to have at least 2040 in both eyes. I have 2010 in one eye, and 2080 is the best I can do with my other eye. Is there any kind of permit I could get 
that would enable me to drive again. Um, oh, okay. Caller's back up here. Before I answer the question, let's try to bring him on here or him or her. Uh, caller from area code 850. You're on the air. How are you tonight? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. good. I'm hanging in there. Good. I've been following you for a while, wanting to get into the business, 51 years old, just and wanted to do it all my life. And I've been following your thing for about a year, trying to figure out what to do, and you're a big help, so I appreciate it. Oh, but you're welcome. Question, I appreciate you saying is, that. My question is, I, had, I hadn't had a ticket in probably at least 10 years. Two, two questions. I had an accident six months ago, first accident in my life and where I was at fault, but I didn't get ticketed for that accident. So, and I had, and I got some insurance on my new car a month ago, and, the, and they said my MVR was clean. But my real question, that's one question, is that going to count against me? But the second question is, I had a DUI 20, 25 years ago. Do they go that far back, and how can I check that far back to get the exact date? Uh, well, you might be able to check with just your local DMV office, even if they go back that far. Um, as I just said a little while ago, these companies only will go back three years, but uh, the insurance carrier could go back. They could, you know, dig a little deeper. I don't know if you were listening or not. So, yeah, I was. But, so how do okay. I ensure? I don't know the exact dates. Do I just say it was 20 years ago? You can, yeah, because I mean, you know, they don't. I don't think they expect you to know. Exa- I, I mean, I don't even know what I did yesterday, more or less, twenty years ago. So, Amen. as long as you get within, as long as you get within the general frame, you know, and you can just tell them, look, I don't really remember exact date. I mean, it was man, it was twenty years ago, and right. as long as you know, you as long as you put it down. I mean, if you don't put it down, and then the insurance carrier or somebody picks it up, that's where the big problem comes in. But if you're honest and just write it down. You know, they're basically saying, look, you know, the guy had a DUI 20 years ago, nothing since. You know, he, he was honest. And, and you know, because I, 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 I deal with drivers a lot who, who've had more than that, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, and they write it down, and they have no problems. It's when you don't put it down is when the problem comes. Being honest, no matter what it is, what kind of conviction it is. Right. I mean, felony, uh, just, you know, just just put it down because, I mean, if, if, if you're hiding that, they're wondering, well, what else are you hiding, you know? So all they're, all they're asking is just, just to be honest and, and, uh, and, you know, you shouldn't have any problem. That's, that's right. But the accident six months ago, would that go against me? Uh, it could. Uh, just, uh, if that was the only thing, again, they, they – the norm, the norm for companies is they don't want any violations uh, uh, for the last three years. So that's right. but that's real new. Pardon me. But there wasn't a violation. I wasn't charged. Okay. Uh, well, and and your it's not on your record. It's not on not on anything, right? Right. Yeah. Well, you should be fine then. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking you already have your CDL. So no, um, no, 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 no. Yeah, so, no, I mean, if, if if there's nothing on there, there's nothing on there. So, uh, um, Do I tell them I had an accident? Sure. Uh, uh, personally, I would, uh, because, again, you just don't want something to come back and, you know, and, and you know, bite you, you know. So, right. uh, 
it, it, but you know, that's just me. You know, that's a personal call on your thing. I mean, right. if your record's clean, if it, if you're There's absolutely no one hundred percent positive that it's not on your record and it's not going to show up, that's a personal call on your part. Personally, I would write it down. Uh, and again, it goes back to saying, you know, hey, I'm not hiding anything. Here's everything. Right. But if there's no violations, then it shouldn't bother you even if you're telling the truth. Right. Right. I mean, it, it's – and they look at it on a case-to-case basis. It d- depends on how recent it is, how severe it was, what action was taken against you, what you know, what you had to resolve. And uh, it really boils down to the company's policy. I mean uh, – you can walk into one company, then they say, "Oh yeah, everything's fine." You can walk across the street, and the other company will say, "No way." I mean, it's 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 no way I can know each and every policy of every company. But by what you're telling me, um, I, I mean, I know a lot of other drivers out there a lot far worse than you are. So, right, uh, I, I would I wouldn't think you'd have a problem, you know, landing somewhere. Put it that way. Well, the problem, what bothers me, I've been looking at this for nine months to a year, a life-changing thing, and, and I'm going to order your book and stuff because I'm so confused on which company is a new driver wanting to get his CDL to go to and all the stuff you read on the blogs. and Well, you just don't know what to do and where to pull the trigger. It's like a crapshoot. Yeah, well, I'll tell you. Looking for uh, direction. Well, do me, uh, do me a favor. Uh, right. You've got inter- you've got internet access, I assume. Sure, I get your newsletter. Right. And all that. So, okay. Well, go to our website, and uh, or here I'll give you my email. Send send me an email. Tell me that you know you're the one from area code eight five zero that I talked to tonight. Okay. And uh, send send an email to uh, Alan A L L E N Alan at truthabouttrucking dot com. And, uh, again, just, you know, remind me who you are, the area code 850 caller from tonight. And uh, I'm going to send you some uh, some uh, reports and things that might help you out a little bit. That would be awesome, Alan. And you're doing a, a wonderful thing, man. I really appreciate it. It's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm glad. I, I appreciate your support. So just uh, drop me that email, and I'll I'll get it out to you tonight. You know, before you do anything, I'll shoot you some stuff that might be helpful to you. I sure will, man. Thanks. Good luck. Okay. Bye. Hey, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Uh, okay, well, that's what we're all about. I, I, I really like, you know, to hear that. Uh, uh, Don and I both, we just work so hard to, to help. Uh, you know, I just like helping people, so I, it's always a good feeling to know that we're doing that. So let's get back on uh, this guy. He, um, uh, to recoup here, he uh, drove Class B for four or five years. He had the bad eye. Uh, regulations require 2040 in both eyes. He has 2010 in one eye. 2080 is the best he can do with the other eye. Is there any kind of permit that he could get that would enable him to drive again? Well, yes, there is. You can apply for a federal vision exemption. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, federal vision exemption through the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration. And this exemption falls under... Um, I did an article on this. Uh, it falls under uh, Regulation 391.49, which is the uh, Alternative Physical Qualification Standards. And the reason the minimum 2040 vision rule is in place is simply because 
it's a regulation established by the FMCSA. It's a law. It's a regulation. And uh, now it's my understanding that uh, you will be passed as long as your vision is at least 2040 or correctable to 2040. And that's a, that's a key word. Uh, you didn't have that anywhere in your question, but correctable to 2040. So meaning glasses are, of course, uh, permitted. So unless I'm mistaken, you can simply get yourself fitted with glasses and pass the test wearing your glasses. And uh, But if you don't want to do that, then you can apply for the federal vision exemption through the FMCSA. And to be sure, you can call the main information line to the FMCSA in Washington, D.C. And I know I have that number here somewhere. Uh, I have just uh, too many numbers here on this computer, but I know I have it here somewhere. Let me look here real quick. Um, Federal Motor Carrier Safety Association, Washington, D.C. Okay, this is the general information uh, uh, phone line, phone number, and it is 1-800-832-5660. Now, that, that's not going to put you into the department where you can apply for the federal vision exemption, but that will put you into the main information line where you can say, hey, I want to speak to someone about how do I go about filing for a federal vision exemption, and that will get you to the right department. And um, on a second note, you uh, you may also have to file for an exemption through your state's Motor Vehicle Administration. But uh, you call that 1-800 number, and they can get you rolling on that. So, and ask them about that uh, correctable thing, because I, I think I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that's that's the case. So, uh, okay, uh, let me flip through here. Boy, Donna's sitting over there just typing away and. You printed me out a lot of questions here. Uh, let me see something. Uh, uh, here's kind of a different one. For years, I've worked on loading docks. The question came up as to what does ICC stand for and what what is ICC bar? Uh, well, at first I was thinking Interstate Commerce Commission, but if you worked on the loading docks, um, you would be referring to the International Code Council. And they're the council that oversees the design and safety, et cetera, of loading docks, making sure the company is uh, in compliance with their standards. And, and uh, an example of this is what you refer to as an ICC bar. And... Uh, what an ICC bar is, is it's simply the mechanical holding device that hooks to a trailer when it's at the dock. And uh, the bar, the ICC bar can also be the wheel chalk, uh, any device to prevent the truck trailer from moving while it's at the dock as long as it meets the ICC standards. So um, in your case, that's what ICC stands for. Um, let me see. I saw one question in here earlier I thought was pretty important. Let me see if I can find it. Um, uh, oh, yeah, here's one uh, One guy I got caught here on. Uh, uh, you posted that 
and I quote, it is against federal law for CDL truck drivers to carry guns in the truck with them. Where did you get that information? I can't find it anywhere. Well, in my haste to make that post a while back, uh, I just kind of, my fingers got carried away a little bit, and um, I've, I've since have corrected that. And uh, there is no federal law that states it is illegal. Uh, and uh, one law that I finally discovered is uh, Title 18, Section 926A, the uh, Peaceable Journey Law. And basically it says that you can carry uh, firearms in a commercial vehicle if it doesn't violate any other state law that you're going to be traveling through. And it has to be unloaded and not accessible to uh, the ammunition. So we can get that straightened out right there. So, And boy, we're winding down here to 11 minutes. Let's try to get this next caller on. I uh, appreciate everybody calling. Uh, caller area code 802. Uh, we've got 11 minutes left, but you're, you're on live. Go ahead. Caller from area code 802. Uh, your phone number begins 802 and 824. You are on the air. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Again, when you call, I have to uh, just go by your area code. So when you hear me say your area code, that is your cue to speak. And... Um, and we're winding down here. So anyway, I had to drop the call. If you wanted to try to call again, area code 802, I'll try to get you on real quick. Um, uh, I like to get you, get everybody on, but when you hear your area code called out, uh, you've got to answer me because we've got to keep moving on here. So, um, All right. So anyway, well, we're almost out of time anyway. We're just about out of time. So... I'd like to thank you all for listening and joining in on the show with your phone calls. I really do appreciate it. Uh, I hope you found it fun and informative, and be sure to bookmark Truth About Trucking Live and add us to your favorites. And what's Donna handing me here? Um, okay, all right. She's the boss. She's telling me what to do. So if you would... Um, if you would like to contact me personally, you can do so by visiting our website, truthabouttrucking.com, and you will find our email address and our office phone number right there on the home page. And I answer all emails and will always return your phone call. And if by chance I'm not in the office when you call, just leave a short message and I will always get back to you uh, just as soon as I can. And furthermore, we have just released the fourth updated version of our informational package, The Truth About Trucking, that you've heard some of the callers mention. So please check that out as well if you are considering a career in trucking. And be sure to sign up for our free newsletter and to receive our free bonus reports, information that's all geared to helping you make an informative and educated decision concerning your choice for entering into the trucking profession. And our information has helped thousands of new students and newbie drivers and uh, reaching all around the globe, actually, the United States, Canada, South America, England, the United Kingdom, Kuwait, and even Japan. So check out truthabouttrucking.com, and don't forget to visit our blog at askthetrucker.com and join in on uh, adding your comments and questions at askthetrucker.com and enjoy 
uh, being a part of our trucking blog family. Um, we're always here to help. That's my main goal here. Uh, we specifically target uh, students and new drivers to help them make the right decisions. Uh, more and more I'm seeing veteran drivers out there who uh, probably know just as much as I do, but sometimes they run into a few problems, usually uh, technical problems such as uh, having to deal with the law. And uh, I've been a police officer and a deputy sheriff, and uh, I know a little bit about the law. If, I, if there's something that I absolutely don't know, I'm going to tell you or I'm going to refer you to an, an attorney because I'm certainly no uh, attorney or anything like that. But I appreciate all your calls. And uh, as far as the new uh, revision of the book, um, anyone who has previously purchased uh, the Truth About Trucking information, uh, you are entitled to the new update always uh, never have to get it again every time there's a new update this is the fourth update um, we uh, provide that to you for free uh, always so that's just what we want to do and we just updated with 40 extra pages and five chapters and um, I also like to thank Steve and Barbara out there who I know is listening for their reviews of the new chapters and informations it's always good to know that what we're doing here is helping and working and uh, just helping a lot of people. That's what we're here for. So we definitely do appreciate it. So let me get my things here in order. I told you I can't do more than one thing at a time. And, and uh, But again, I, I appreciate all of you listening and all the support that we get and especially all the callers. That's what it's all about. And that last caller... Uh, sorry I couldn't get you on I, I I was calling you area code and I know sometimes this is kind of confusing and trying to figure out how it all works but I don't want you to think that I just dropped you out there um, if you had a question that you wanted to ask me you can uh, email me at alan at truthabouttrucking.com and tell me uh, hey I'm the, I'm the caller that you hung up on you know and then I'll, I'll know who you are but I uh, definitely didn't do it on purpose. We were running out of time here. We're down to about six minutes here. So um, email me, and I'll be more than happy to answer your question to the best of my ability and uh, see see what's going on in your life there. And if you're a student or new driver or considering your career in trucking, once again, just check. be sure to check out truthabouttrucking.com um, along with the information package that we offer there. There's also a lot of free information, free bonus reports. Sign up for our newsletter. Uh, we always keep you up on dates on things like that. And, uh, again, our blog, Ask the Trucker, tons and tons of free information there. You can uh, be a part of the family there, and there's uh, hundreds of drivers out there that's on the blog. You can ask, and everybody cooperates and works together real well on that. And, uh, again, you can email me or call me. And uh, be glad to help you out the best way I can. And uh, be sure to rejoin us right here at Truth About Trucking Live next Tuesday, October 21st at 8.30 p.m., when our show will be How to Get Your CDL for Under $500. And yes, it can be done under certain circumstances. And I'm going to tell you how you can do that. So, okay, friends, until next time, for Truth About Trucking Live, this is Alan Smith, Drive Safe, and I thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.
Feeling 